Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another exciting and caffeinated episode of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, so uh, today I don't think we're going to run into any any lawnmower kind of situations, right? No, if anything, I think we're going to hear um, kitchen noises. Kitchen noises and plates? What? What? Why is that? Because we're here at lovely Ridgewood... What is this Kitchen and Spirits. Kitchen and Spirits. <laughs> I think we can say that. I think, we can, I, think, I think we can say that without you know royalties or anything. But yeah. Yes, we're here uh, at Ridgewood today celebrating our 100th uh, Coffee Conversations live, live recording. So we do have a live audience uh, with us today. So we're, uh, everyone want to say hello real quick? Woo! Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for, for coming here tonight and joining us. Uh, it's kind of crazy, 100 episodes, right? Um, when we started this two years ago or, or so, we never we never thought it was going to last this long. No, right? we were excited when we got to 500 uh, <laughs> downloads. Yeah, we're it's currently, I think, 7,500 downloads. Uh, wow. So so thank you for everyone who's uh, listened Yeah, over these past uh, few yeah. years. I think it averages it out to about 70 or 80 um, listens uh, a podcast. So I did actually bring some stats with us, uh, with me today. So we have 7,500 downloads. Locations, um, the top countries are, um, oh wait, I need to go to all the episodes. Top countries where the podcast has been listened to is United States, uh, 7,300, Germany, 94, Ireland, 47, uh, South Korea and Philippines, 25, United Kingdom, 19, kind of goes down the list. We've gone more than... United States here. We have. We've uh, traveled the world. <laughs> <laughs> you never never thought, right? So thank you to everyone who's uh, been listening uh, in this uh, in this time. So we're uh, not. It's not just uh, Deacon Bob, uh, myself, and the audience today. Uh, we actually have a number of, of guests with us. So so welcome. We have uh, Samantha and Father Fred uh, and Father Edward. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast. Thank uh, you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so you guys were all on uh, at one point this last uh, this last year. Uh, so you guys remember what you what the topic you, you talked about with us? Yeah. So when I was on uh, the podcast, we talked about one of our youth night um, topics, which was Saint Thomas Aquinas, his four substitutes for God, and how we often choose these: uh, wealth, power, pleasure, and status over God a lot in our everyday lives, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed, Samantha. That's pretty deep stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on, I was talking about golf. <laughs> and playing golf. And trying to make some connections with God, but you know, mostly just uh, playing golf. And uh-huh. now all I can do is watch the golf channel during the winter, so. <laughs> although, it goes. although, Father Freddy was like 54 degrees, I think, today on December. Yeah, I could have played a little 29th. bit today. Still, yeah. ground wasn't quite right, but you know. <laughs> That's right. Spring, spring's coming for, for people who don't like the winter, yeah. so. And uh, Father Edward, you were, you were with us recently, right? Yeah, it was only about a month or so. We were, and, and the topic was about Eucharist, adoration, real presence, how that's so important in our lives, and how if we do not recognize that presence, how much we lose out on the beauty of God. Right, and uh, so really good because all these topics are really you know pertinent. Now that's why we want to try to be as relevant as possible with our with our topics. Um, uh, certainly with the youth uh, and how, you know, what are we living for um, and how has God a part of that. Um, golf, you know, how do, we, how do we have leisure and how do we have discipline in our lives and, and also with uh, Eucharistic devotion that um, our diocese uh, and our parish really next year is going to be entering into a time 
uh, of a Eucharistic revival and what does it mean for us to be um, a Eucharistic church where we have the sacraments and uh, at the source and summit of that we have the Eucharist which is God's real presence so uh, so all those are are just super good I think to, to go into so how do we come up with topics some people might want to know. <clears throat> how do we come up with topics? Uh, I don't, how do we come up with topics? Um, usually about what you did on your day off yeah. or um, <laughs> it's, it's related some challenge to, we face during true. the week. Uh, so the magic behind how we come up with topics is um, pretty much I, we look at our calendars. We kind of look at what's going on, um, you know, kind of before or behind uh, the episode. And just it's an opportunity to reflect on, on some of the things that we do. So there's, there's no rhyme or reason. Although that being said, we would love uh, we would love topic ideas. Mm-hmm. So for our live audience here, we have uh, we have those note cards, like I said, uh, in front of uh, Maureen. And then we'll also for anyone who's listening to the episode, uh, we will put our email addresses on the on the show notes. And we would love your topics and questions as we go into uh, a new year, uh, a new season uh, of coffee conversations. So and if you're in a different country, it'd be great to uh, have an email from you. Yeah, and we could Google Translate it. That's right. There That's right. So. Uh, come one, come on. So it's all good. So did you guys have a good Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good very Christmas good. all around. You su- survived the, the neg- negative twenty-five degree uh, wind wind chills. I I don't want to say I had a good Christmas. Yeah. It's still going. Oh, yeah. there you go. I, I don't want to put it in the past. <laughs> um, so far, it's been great. Yeah, you beat me beat me to the chase, right? So, so, as, so as, far, it's been great. As Christians, as Catholics, yeah. we don't just acknowledge uh, Christmas as, as a day, but as a season. We're, and we're in a special, particular season right now, right? So these these eight eight days mm-hmm. of the Christmas season. Yeah. Samantha, you know. Yep. You know. You know that? Come on, Samantha. I'm here. So, Father Fred, did you do anything over Christmas? I, I know it's not over yet, but. Well, yeah. Um, I tell you, this has been a, I would say, a great Christmas, and there are similarities every year, differences, and this has been different in a lot of ways. Um, a little quieter, a little simpler. But in some ways, very profound because of it's been quiet and simple. And it gave me more time just to allow God in rather than the hustle bustle of, you know, I did far less shopping, far less um, of everything, to be honest with you. Um, and what we did was much more quality. But I had time just to allow, for reasons that I couldn't control, some of my own disabilities and health issues and things like that, opportunities to really let God come in rather than me trying to just do it all. And I've just really been experiencing that that's been a real blessing in my life. I felt a greater peace um, and um, certainly it's been some adjustments, but it's been um, the differences have been really good. There hasn't been that frenetic got to do everything type stuff, which I've always you know, I've had very much in my life over the years, but um, it's been very, very good. And it's good to really spread it out, too. So I've really gotten used to that concept that it's not a day, but yeah. as you say, it's a, it's a season and really it's a life. It's a life mm-hmm. of celebrating that Christ has come into our lives. Yeah. I think my uh, favorite memory uh, or moment of this year's Christmas was um, uh, I was actually able to stay down at my uh, family's house in Akron on Monday because the parish office was closed and different things. And it was nice because my mom was off of work, and so we all kind of like sat at home and had like biscuits and gravy and mm. eggs and just kind of had a lazy 
kind of had a lazy morning. That was just, I mean, Christmas Day was nice. Um, certainly with all the masses and food and family and stuff, but it was, that was, you know, just to kind of chill out a little bit. It was really, it was really beautiful. Yeah, I would say um, my husband and I were supposed to go down to my parents' house, um, you know, Thursday through Saturday before Christmas, but the winter storm hit. And honestly, yeah, it was kind of sad we didn't get to see them uh, before Christmas Day, but it was honestly a blessing in disguise because the weeks uh, prior were so busy and kind of that hectic running around. But the winter storm really brought this peacefulness and a quiet time for us to really be still, right? And to really let God in, um, like Father Fred was saying, um, and just relax a little bit and enjoy uh, the joyfulness of this season. So, yeah. but I'm happy mm -hmm. that my parents and my sister came up tonight. Um, we're gonna do our Christmas uh, this evening after the podcast. So awesome. still works out, yes. Father Edward, have you a favorite moment from Christmas this year? Well, this year I um, went to visit my twin brother and his friend, and a lot of times I'll go, I'll eat, and I'll leave because I'm tired, you know, was some stressed it's a, it's and a long everything. day for sure. You know, if I don't, I fall asleep in the chair, and then I'm no fun. But for some reason this year it was different. I, was, I spent like a good three and a half, almost four hours with my bro twin brother and, and, and worked, just talked and, and enjoyed the, the time, and... Also, with the masses and everything, you know, I just don't know why this year was different. I didn't feel stressed out. I didn't feel anxious. Um, I don't want to say, well, because I've done this for 22 years, but it just seemed different. It just seemed like everything was just fell into place. Everything was just God, I think. Maybe I, you know, I let God in for a, for a change. Hey. And it, just, it just flowed very well. Yeah, beautiful. Dig Bob, did you enjoy the cookies? We did. Um, my wife Debbie made Christmas cookies with the grandkids, and that was fun. Um, but this year, our daughter Katie and our daughter Nikki took uh, hosting Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Nice. So Debbie and I, we got time to be together and enjoy each other's company and not have to do all the preparation. So Katie, thanks for um, doing our, all the hard stuff for Christmas this year. Wow, it's beautiful. Faith, food, family. What else do you need, right? So, yeah, it's a really good Christmas, and not again, not just uh, not just a day we celebrate as Catholics, but a whole season. We're in this octave uh, right now uh, of the Easter season, uh, where every day is actually Christmas Day itself, and and then the whole the whole season of Christmas, where we can celebrate um, the reality that God becomes a human being and, and comes close to us. So, beautiful. So, go to the time time to get to the topic. I think so today. As we're kind of celebrating in Christmas season, uh, reflecting on the good things uh, of our faith, getting towards the end of a, um, a whole calendar year, right? Only got a few days, a few days left. I think what we want to talk today uh, to are kind of two things: um, the importance of reflection and the importance of testimony. Um, yeah, so we want to reflect on those, and the and the question would be: uh, Where and when have you uh, experienced God? So where and when have you experienced God? In our entire life or sure. today? <laughs> <Why not? laughs> Any, anything you want. It's a long time, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't have to say all the ways. Remember no. second grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe just uh, a, a few. Yeah. A few. Speed a few. it up a little okay. bit. We'll give the, the, the spark notes. We'll give the spark notes on the, on the encounter. So, 
But first, um, just to say something real briefly about your reflection and testimony. So Socrates, um, it was a, a philosopher of the ancient world, he said, the unexamined life is not worth living. The unexamined life is not worth living. There's something important about reflection. Um, have you guys thought about, as you've been getting close to the, the end of the year, of maybe a, a moment of this year that's been to kind of stand out mm-hmm. as you've been reflecting? I mean, this year has been really such a blessing, but I think one of the most, uh, you know, standout moments uh, would be June 1st when I started this position as campus minister. Um, it's been a lot of learning and, you know, adjustments, but it has been the most joyous time um, that I've had. Um, so much fun, even though Father Fred picks on me every day. Um, but it's honestly mm-hmm. been a blast, and just to get to know everybody, and especially our youth of our parish and school. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, one of the highlights for me was um, going down to uh, Catholic Youth Summer Camp with our, with our kids. So it's uh, a summer camp in Columbus, Ohio, and there's all kinds of fun adventure activities and everything. But... Um, just to just to be with all the kids down there and minister there, I think you, just, you can experience God just kind of working uh, in their lives in, in kind of real ways. So I've been thinking about that. So I'm thinking about it. I was it's already June. It feels like that was like two days ago. But. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. Nice. I, I think two thoughts that I have. They're not as specific moments, but um, they they shed light on all those moments because there's many. One is something, and I don't think I'm the author of this, but I'll take it anyhow, is that I, I, I oftentimes say we see God best through the rearview mirror, which means reflection is really, really important. And I think sometimes at the time, things are too muddled up. When we look ahead, you can't see it. But when you look back, sometimes that's when you really see that God has been at work and doing really great things. And what really... Um, shows that to me is the gospel for this Sunday when we celebrate Mary the mother of God is, is the line and Mary reflected on all these things in her heart I mean many many things were happening in her life very quickly but she reflected on them and started to see God's hand at work whereas at the beginning I mean how can this be and you know her life was basically turned upside down in a moment and so it just underscores how important that time of reflection is there's no substitute for it and you know it can be applied for whatever might be going on in our lives you got to have that time of looking back and taking that you know that second look and looking back yeah grace is kind of another way way of saying that would be grace is hindsight almost Mm -hmm. a lot of times certainly Mm -hmm. we can have moments where we know god is real experience god but it is in that looking back that we can, because there's so many things that happen even in a particular day, or even just yeah. like think about our days right now. Like how many, how many things have happened that have got us to be where we are right now? Mm-hmm. You know, even in less than a 24-hour period. You know, mm-hmm. and and God is amidst that. What I would, when you were first talking, even before as we were doing the prep, somehow the the whole idea of looking at scriptures, especially the Acts of the Apostles and how Luke writes about the early church and, and, and her experience and how it's so good to reflect upon that and to remind ourselves that if, you know, we at times need to be, we need to remind ourselves of what the beginnings were mm-hmm. and how we then continue on with that message and how we continue on sharing 
what we also believe from what they proclaimed and how we're here today because of what they did. And so it's us now to be able to reflect on that, but also to then live it out. Mm -hmm. And so um, if we look for in our source, you know, the scriptures, is, you know, especially in the New Testament and, and the Acts of the Apostles, hearing about the early church and yeah. Paul's letters, um, those just are very uplifting. Mm -hmm. Does anyone journal? I do sometimes at night. My mom got me a prayer journal to, because sometimes I have a hard time letting the thoughts and you know go at night so she got me a journal and you just literally write down all of your worries all your blessings and your prayer to god and um but you know this is the first time i'm really mm -hmm. journaling but it's helping me sleep at night so yeah yeah I, oh, yeah, no. I tried the journal but then i stopped after a couple of days because i started realizing that i'm writing this as if somebody finds it all it was kind of more like <laughs> embellished. And I said, this isn't what it's supposed to be. So I stopped doing the journaling and instead I just reflect because yeah, I was trying to make it sound better than what it was. You know, like, like I was one of the saints and I'm struggling. You know. And I just said, no, 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 no. This is not what it's supposed to be. So I went in a different direction. But, but I think the point of that is, is there are a number of ways to journal. Yeah. There's a literal way of writing things down. But there's other ways of journaling right. too. Yeah. They're not just simply writing things. Yeah. There could be other ways. Of just... I just think when we're, when we're talking about reflecting, you know, we, when I acknowledge it's a good thing, it needs to happen. But well, like, what's the mechanism or what's the, you know, do we, do we make time? You know, do we do we put time into our calendar where we're actually okay? I'm gonna sit and actually pray and reflect about my day or my week right now. You know, do I have a journal or do I have something that's you know causing me to do that? Yeah, you know? and it's connected into that unexamined life mm -hmm. quote. Who said that? You said that, Bob. Socrates. Oh, Socrates. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cool. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, Socrates. Oh, I so, see. Yeah, okay. Kind of. Close. I kind of see the two of them kind Close. of very. That's my picture of Socrates right there. Yeah. What happened to Socrates? Uh, not, I don't know. Not, good. not good. Yeah, it wasn't good. So sometimes the the examined life isn't always that good. Um, true. Um, for me, I've been thinking a lot about the ministry of accompanying others, the the disciples on the road to Emmaus, yeah. where they're kind of confused and lost, and Jesus comes and and walks with them for a while, and they finally turn around and go back to Jerusalem. Um, so my hope is that we can connect some of our second grade parents or some of our newly baptized um, with other people in the parish that can accompany them and help them along their way and their faith. Mm -hmm. nice. so. Yeah, okay, good. So that's a little bit about reflection. Now, testimony. So I think, um, so here's another quote to kind of throw out there. Uh, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. Maybe heard that heard that quote before, right? It was, uh, it was Saint Francis, right? Yeah, I've seen it on a lot of bumper stickers. Yeah. A lot of bumper stickers, um, right? The Franciscans would say, "Yeah, Francis didn't write it." Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's also so, uh, the legend is yeah. that uh, Francis did say that. But. He said something similar, but it wasn't that exact quote. Mm -hmm. You know, the, right. But it's the thought. But it's yes, the, the idea is that, that really matters. You don't right? have to use words all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How yeah. it was said. It's really yeah. the thought that really is an important thought because people can talk a mile. You know, can, sure. If they're not living it, mm -hmm. it's empty words. It's yeah. really empty words, and sometimes you got that. You For know? sure. St. Paul talks about faith and works, right? That we have yeah. to have have to have both. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to bring that quote because I think there's something real important in, in it that it says 
Yes, our faith is a living faith. Our faith is a faith of action. Um, but it's, it's it's not all that either. I mean, it's with with our faith, it's always kind of it's a lot of both ands, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes as uh, as Catholics, we can be good at doing the action part. We can be good at doing the service part, and that's super important. But it's also that we need to use our words too. You know, it's 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 we we do need to give testimony. You know, um, kind of it kind of in both senses at different times, depending on where we're at, what we're doing, and. Um, uh, and not just, and we live in kind of the internet technology age, right? So it's easy to watch a lot of YouTube videos of uh, other people talking about their faith. But I think, you know, and it's not just about the big shot, you know, kind of social media Catholics that we're going to hear, hear testimony from, but uh, it's, it's each and every one of us. It's, you know, your, your Joe Schmo in the pew is meant to give testimony, you know, as, as well. So, so I think kind of in this part of it, I just want to just have some time where we can, you know, give a little testimony. You know, it doesn't need to be, you know, a kind of a long treatise, but maybe just give a little testimony now of, you know, when and where have you experienced um, God? So, so maybe just in your own words, maybe when, when has that happened for you? So I, I would say this. So at least four of us here are people who are professional preachers. That's our call. Yeah. And, and Sam does it really a lot too. So, <laughs> um, and I know I really put a lot of mileage on my mouth. And I know I'm supposed to call it to do that, and I'm supposed to live it. And I try, you know, somewhat. But I know the people in the pews. Um, they, I, I'm absolutely convinced, don't realize how their lives. If they they realize how much they speak to me by their manner of their lives, sure. And that's an example of that. You know, sure. use words when necessary. They don't always use words. Sometimes they do, but it's not the words that, that matter to me. It's how they live their lives. Yeah. Um, not again, not sure. everybody, but oftentimes how they live. Um, and it's not necessarily the religious thing. Sometimes it's the it's the action. Not to, to separate those. You don't separate those, but yeah. um, but it's not like. Um, it's things that just put the gospel into action. And um, they don't sometimes even realize it's because it's who they are. It's at the core of their lives. And sometimes I'm inspired to the core by how they live the gospel. And, and if you'd say that to them or acknowledge that to them, they'd either be embarrassed or deny it or just say, oh, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. But they do. And they speak to me loudly so often. And um, for that, I'm really grateful, and, and really see the gospel message in them. Sure, that's sure. one way. And again, it's not everybody, but it's some people. It's just really mm-hmm. amazing. But they're very humble about it, and very, very sincere and honest about it. Yeah, sure, sure. You gotta name that word when it is too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We get so drawn on wanting to hear like conversion stories. You know, there's that series, "Surprised by Truth." and how you hear about people converting to the faith. Um, you know, St. Augustine was the beginning of the first person who actually wrote out you know, his confessions, and how we are still intrigued to this day about his life and all the things that were taking place and how eventually he became and accepted and followed the faith. Um, many times I've been working on, you know, at different parishes, um, people doing men's or women's retreats, and a lot of times there's witnesses that are given, and you're just awed at what people have gone through in their life and people get attracted to that because they come to realize like 
well, I kind of had something like that in my life. I kind of can see, well, maybe, you know, I also, you know, had a time of conversion or I had a time of whatever. And so it isn't like they didn't have something. They do. Maybe they can't quite articulate it, but it's just very interesting how we get drawn to those things. Mm -hmm. You know, the lives of the saints. All these different things draw us to realize that, yeah, we're, we too have those moments. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. And that can be the importance of testimony is that we can then kind of cease ourselves in someone else's story, you know, whether that's through their actions or through their, through their words. Mm -hmm. I do have an encounter story that I'd like to share. Okay. Um, and, you know, growing up, I played softball and basketball. So I was an athlete, very busy, um, but softball was my main sport. And I was always, you know, running around. I actually then went on to play in college. So that was my main thing that I love to do. Um, but there's one tournament location that I'll always remember. And that location is Gilson Park in Willoughby. Um, this is where they do the Willoughby Stars tournament. And this was the summer before entering into ninth grade. And I was on the Ohio Jaguars. We were playing on a Friday night there. I still remember. I was up to bat, bases loaded. I hit a shot over the right fielder's head, ended up being an in the park grand slam, which this is before they had the fence, so, oh, okay. but still. Not saying uh, anything, but, you know. <laughs> but um, this is really big for me because I was always, you know, smaller, just a single double uh, kind of hitter. And I only hit one out of the park in college, so this, this was just rare for me. Um, but this was a moment of just pure joy uh, and excitement for my team and I. Uh, and after the game, I was awarded this MVP medal, which was fun. And come Sunday, we actually ended up winning the whole tournament, which was just great memory. Uh, fast forward about one or two years later, we were playing in the same tournament. And I was so excited just remembering, you know, that joyful memory. However, throughout the weekend, I just remember playing awful, terrible. I was making mistakes and errors left and right, just worrying about what my coaches, teammates, you know, everybody thought about my performance. I actually remember crying in the car after the games, which wasn't the first time I've done that. My parents could uh, <laughs> tell with that, but uh, not the first time. Um, but I was just so down and upset about myself. And Saturday night, I remember going to bed just so upset, which is never a good idea to go to bed <laughs> upset. Um, but I had a dream that I, I'll never forget. Um, and this was like 10 years ago, so, and I could still see it, see it so clearly. Um, but in my dream, I was at Gilson Park uh, receiving a medal in a tent after the tournament was over. And as someone handed me the medal, I looked at the front of it as I received it, and it was a clear image of Jesus on the medal. And I'll never forget the words that were on the medal and it was Jesus was smiling in the in the image around the medal said trust in me and it was just a beautiful image that I'll, I'll never forget that and so the next day we had games on Sunday and I I just remember looking across the way um, you know across the park and there was this statue of Jesus 
a lot like a life-size statue of Jesus sitting on someone's property like across the street and that was another reminder that you know I knew God was with me always and that it was all gonna be okay um, and I guess the message from that dream that I'll always remember is you know we all have high points and low points in our lives um, you know not saying that making errors in sports is the biggest trial ever but now that I've grown older and had you know adult struggles and you know things thrown at me it's always very hard to trust in God through all the unknowns in our lives but whenever I feel alone in those trials and difficulties I always try to remember that dream and that that image um, of Jesus but especially the words trust in me um, and that everything always works out and you know God is never distant but he always enters into our struggles and worries. And Father Mike Schmitz, he always says, you know, God is closer than we think. God is closer than we think, um, but it's hard when we don't see him all the time, we don't see him working, um, but he really is truly closer than we think. And I think that's a really good thing to remember this Christmas season, you know, Emmanuel, God is with us. Um, so I just wanted to share that story. Yeah, no, thank you. It's beautiful. It's good. It is. Yeah. Your little thing about God always there. I can remember this from being in second grade. I remember the nun telling us the story of, you know, the sun, S-U-N, is up in the sky, and sometimes it's covered by clouds, but it's still there. Mm. And she said the same thing with Jesus, the sun, S-O-N, of God. Even though we may not experience his presence or we see his presence, he's still there. And to this day, I still remember that, and that's over 50 years ago. Mm. So the idea is that somehow, just some little something like that, you know, and like your yeah. story, yeah, just God is with us always. Mm -hmm. And and so when we don't have that experience, it doesn't mean he's not there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's so beautiful. I think, um, you know, dreams can be such a way that you know, God communicates with us, reveals himself. And we, in the scriptures, we hear uh, just, uh, you know, one of the Christmas readings was, you know, Joseph. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, having a dream and everything, and um, I think Dick and Bob and I—we've talked about it over different podcasts. But I think we we encounter God through uh, through nature mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. I think even just uh, the sunrise this morning, <laughs> when I was finished up with the seven a.m. mass, and uh, just I I resisted the struggle to take a picture of it and post it on Facebook and keep walking. <laughs> you know, like actually look at this for a minute. <laughs> you know, like this is a beautiful thing. Like take this in. Like this is this is. You're experiencing, you know, God's presence, God's love in a in a real way. And I think between for me, I think it's between the beauty of nature and uh, and and the Eucharist, whether that's at Mass or at, or at Adoration, just different moments and encounters with with Jesus um, in Adoration, just of just a peace and knowing that I'm loved and desired. You know, and I think those have been moments I've I've experienced God at just at different times of my life. Very good. Yeah, um, I know for me, there's like a give and take almost there's times when I feel like I'm there for somebody and bring God's love to them and then there's other times when I'm empty and somebody else brings God's love to me um, I think we need to remember that we're the miracle in somebody else's life that um, do we have the courage to help people know that God loves them and that we're there for them mm -hmm. and um, sometimes it takes a lot of courage to say that but um, it's definitely God kind of working through us. Yeah, we can be the vehicle in which God uses us to share himself with somebody else. 
right? Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. we are we can be with the the church, the body of Christ. That's that's how other other people know that God's real and exists and and, and loves us, right? Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, yeah, it's good. Just uh, the thank you for everyone for sharing those those uh, those the testimonies, those thoughts, and um, I think that's just uh, an affirmation for us of these two kind of different ways of reflection and testimony. That's important for us to reflect and to examine our lives. Um, as priests uh, and religious, we pray the, the liturgy, the hours, and so, um, and we pray it as a as a parish during Advent and, and Lent. We pray night prayer together, and during night prayer, there's a little you know examination of conscience section where we're really called to, to call to mind our day, you know, and not just the events that happened, but you know how how is how and where was God present, kind of in all these things, and I think that's. Maybe um, something I'm, I'm going to be more intentional about in the new year of, of reflecting on that, mm-hmm. to not let those little things go by, and then um, and then testimony too, where how when we've realized those things, how can we in the way that we're able, whether that's through our actions or whether that's through uh, a little thing here or there. Again, it doesn't have to be, you know, a five-minute, well put together speech to give to someone. It can be just a little statement you share. You shared, you know, I really. Felt God's presence today in, in the sunrise, and you, you mentioned that to a coworker. That's a that's a testimony. Like that's a, a making real of the faith that's that's present within us. So, and I think the examine prayer. And when I first heard of it, I thought I'm looking at my life and looking at all the things that are wrong. But the examine prayer is all about I'm looking at my life, seeing where God has entered my life during that day. So as we talk about the the examined life. Um, I would look for all those places where God has touched you in that day, um, or the way that you've shared God's love with others right. in an amazing way. Right. Amen. Right. Any other closing thoughts? The lightning round. Lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> we won't. Uh, we won't have crowd participation this time. But maybe, maybe, maybe at the the two hundredth when you guys. Oh, anyway, there you go. We'll invite you back when you guys carry it on. You know, we. Uh, yeah. Good. So. Well, thank you guys for being here tonight. It's really good to share this time. And um, uh, certainly thank you, Deacon Bob, for, for kind of sticking it out with me Absolutely. During, <laughs> during, during this time. And and been a really good blessing. So if you have any uh, testimonies for us of how you know this podcast has been good for you in your life, feel free to give us a call, send us, send us a note. It would be good to hear because uh, we're kind of just throwing this out. <laughs> yeah, know? we never know who's listening. So thank you, live audience, yeah. for being thank live you. and uh, so, <laughs> letting us know yeah. people actually listen. God has uh, God has blessed us. So as we close, uh, close as we do with a prayer. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Kind of gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, the gift of our lives, of our church, uh, of this ministry, of this uh, Coffee Conversations podcast. Thank you for um, making it real and bringing it to life, inspiring us to follow you. Uh, in, in in doing it, we ask you to we pray for all those who have listened to this podcast throughout uh, these past hundred episodes. Uh, all those who will listen to it in the future, may they be blessed uh, by your wisdom, by your presence, and your love uh, in their lives. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Have a good rest of these couple days of the new year. If you're listening in the new year, happy new year. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank God you. bless. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>